Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the We Know Ball podcast. Today, we are teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to bring you guys an amazing deal. If you go ahead and sign up using their mobile app or their website, and you use code WKB when you sign up, they will give you a deposit match of up to $100. That is an amazing deal. So take advantage of it while you can. Sign up, use code WKB, and get on to some daily fantasy. Cast, it'll, uh, it'll do like the stream instead of... Uh... But, um, well, I did create broadcast and then I hit start streaming uh, no, afterwards. I hit the, I yeah, started the broadcast stream, like five minutes ago. But, um, oh, damn, all right. Yeah, so that I could, because I set the title and everything. I hit the, I started the broadcast like five minutes ago. I don't, I can hear myself through my computer. So I'm going to like hide my screen real quick and figure out what the fuck. Oh, because I have it playing on YouTube. I'm an idiot. Uh, Aaron, can you move your mic away from your face a little bit? Yeah. I could turn the- I could, I'll turn the thing down. Let's get it- let, let's let a few, a few people get in here first, before we start. And Isaac, you said you guys wanted- you wanted to talk about DA today, too? Yeah, a little bit, just cause there's been, uh, there's been more developments. Ooh, there's I one like, trade I've seen. I'm sure you guys have seen it. That Hornets trade. Oh, yeah. Nah, I'm not even talking about, like, trades, though. I mean, I want to talk about um, the reporters, bro. I want to yeah. talk about how the reporters are, like, putting out hit pieces on him, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I'm... I'm good to go, man. Yeah, let me retweet this. I think I, this. I say let's 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 get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the We Know Ball Podcast. Uh, game one of the NBA Finals today. I think it was actually a pretty good game. It was actually a close game. This whole game, pretty much, till the, till the last five minutes. Um. Celtics pulled out the dub. I don't know. I don't remember the exact score off the top of my head. One twenty to one hundred eight. Yeah, one twenty to one hundred eight. It's a pretty good game. I know. Ari, you watched the whole thing. Yeah. What, what was your thoughts on it? Well, in the first, like the first quarter, obviously Curry had like what twenty one. Uh, the Celtics were playing drop coverage, which <laughs> is like a terrible idea. And then he was like dead silent rest of the game. I mean, obviously he had like here and there, but like the second quarter, I don't think he scored, right? I think then... I th- I don't know about the second quarter. I know the second half he had like one three-pointer the whole yeah, second yeah. half. So they started they started locking him up a little bit. Tatum Tatum did awful on uh, shooting the ball. He was amazing passer today. Um, played pretty good defense, too. The yeah, whole yeah, Celtics team defense. is just so good defensively. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously Al Horford and Derek White were possessed. Possessed. And they just went crazy. That's what you need Facts. when Tatum doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what I like about the Celtics that like they all they have guys that will always do that. Like you can you wouldn't be surprised that like Marcus Smart had twenty five, Jalen Brown gets twenty five. Obviously like Derek White's a little different, but like We need we need Jay Crowder to be our Hal, Al Horford. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, I think that's asking a little bit too much of Jay Crowder, bro. Hit six threes in a game for us. 
I haven't said the name Jay Crowder since game seven, man. <laughs> That's I... insane. No, I, but, I... uh, nah. I have, I, I have like, questions because I, I fell asleep, man. I fell asleep during, I fell asleep at halftime. I saw like a few minutes of the second quarter and then I passed out at halftime and then I woke up with five minutes left in the fourth. So I missed like the entire meat of the game. So, and this is going to be like a stupid, maybe not like a stupid question, but Russell Westbrook would hate it. Um, Did Boston win or did Golden State lose? Boston won. Boston won. Yeah, they just outgrinded them. Because at the fourth quarter, like, I mean, Golden State had, like, a, what, like, 15, 16-point lead or something? Yeah, one point. And then it just became a shootout, like, straight up. Every possession was just three after three after three after three. And Boston just hit more than them. I don't remember if if it was – I know that you were saying it on, on the broadcast, but they said that it was the most – either three-pointers made or three-pointers attempted in a finals game. Yeah, I think it's made. Yeah, I think it was almost 40. <laughs> Yeah, so Boston made 21 and Golden State made 19, so it's 40 exactly. And they attempted 86. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Almost 100 threes in an NBA game. That's got to be the most attempted, too. That has to yeah. be. Yeah. God. I wonder what the most threes attempted in a game is combined between both teams. Like, all time. No idea. That's I have no idea. That's actually insane. Not so it's gotta be one of those Houston teams. It's gotta be like the night twenty eighteen Rockets or something. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So Boston is not gonna shoot twenty one of forty one from three again. I feel right. Like least, is that crazy? Yeah. Uh, at least it won't be coming from <laughs> it won't be coming from Derek White and, and Al Horford. Horford. You could so, expect Tatum to hit more than one and Brown to hit more than two, but it's not like Al Horford's not shooting, shooting six for eight, and Derek White's not shooting five for eight. Holy shit! I just looked it up. The Rockets have the most three points attempts by a yep. team in a game with seventy attempts. <laughs> oh, God. bro! And people wonder why they didn't win. Them. <laughs> uh, How many did they make? Um. I think I saw it. They, I think I saw it. I'm going to look right now. Um, but I think it said they were uh, shot 33%. Uh, I'm going to look right now at the stats because I want to see the end of the, it was an overtime game. It ended 145, 142. So that means they made 23 shots. They made 23 threes. 23 so, out of 70. So the That's Nets, insane. The Nets shot 36, and uh, yep, the the Rockets shot 70. So 106 threes. That has to be the most in a NBA. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm uh, just looking at this box score, bro. Yeah. Um, Wiggins was Wiggins good? He had 20. Yeah. Was he like his, actually his defense good? was inc- his defense Defensive. was incredible. It was a kind of quiet 20 though. Yeah. But it was like a lot of fast breaks and like little mid range shots. He had a couple of big threes though. I uh I tweeted my I mean I, okay, I didn't tweet a prediction for this game. I thought the Warriors were gonna win today. Very happy to be wrong. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but I tweeted like a half hour before the game. I tweeted my prediction. I want to talk. I want to get your guys's too. Like, and whatever. Like, it's game one's already happened, so you know, whatever. But my initial prediction was Warriors in six. That's what I think is going to happen. Not necessarily what I want to happen. Don't get it twisted, man. Um, but I, I had Warriors in six first. I'm assuming you guys were probably around the same. I had Boston in six. Yeah, I think Boston. Okay. I think I'm, I'd be surprised if it goes seven at all. I think Boston in six max. I think they could take it in five. Really? Golden State has not played any team nowhere close to as good as Boston right now. No team that's, that's as true. consistent from three. No team with as good of defense. Like they had no competition is near as close to how Boston is right now. And Boston's just riding a high. They're just they're on one right now. I hope so. I hope you're right, man. Because I would. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a Warriors. I don't. Have you ever been Warriors to Chargers. a? Have you ever been to a Warriors playoff game? Been to a Warriors playoff yeah. game? No. I'm assuming that Oracle has to be. Is that still what it's called? Is it Oracle still? It's Chase, no, it's Chase, Chase Center. Center now. Yeah. Um, that they, it has to be jumping in a playoff game. Um, yeah. And for Boston to steal one at away. Mm-hmm. It's, and Boston's home crowd is going to be insane too. So. The the biggest story I saw for like both these teams in the game was offensive rebounds, because it would just come at like really key times when like someone would just miss a three and they would get an offensive rebound, kick it back out, and they would hit a three. And both teams were on their runs, like their little runs, and you know whatever first half, second half. Um, it was like some huge offensive rebounds or like little steals or something every single time. What is your guys' uh, – this is a little bit off topic. Or I guess it's kind of on topic. But what is your guys' like, thoughts on the whole – on the Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, um, like what they've accomplished without each other uh, debate? Like who's – what's your stance um, on that? I guess like you can't go against stat – like statistically, Curry – if you look at it, Curry didn't need Durant. If you think he already won what two without him? Mm-mm. One. One. Yeah, one. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I don't. And and he... go ahead. This whole because I've been seeing a lot of the whole Finals MVP slander everything. I don't think Finals MVP means jack when it comes to comparing two players like that. I don't think it means anything. Really? Like Curry probably got ro- Curry definitely got robbed of one. Andre Iguodala did oh, yeah. not like, deserve <laughs> for clamp- Iguodala, bro. For clamp- that is the LeBron, most absurd twenty eight point triple double. Like no, <laughs> that's the most absurd Finals MVP I think we're ever. That's like the equivalent to uh, when uh, when Malcolm Smith won Super Bowl MVP in twenty thirteen. <laughs> like what? There's it's just so random. There's no reason to give someone. A finals MVP, I, unless you're unless if you would have clamped LeBron to like 15, 5, and 10 or something like that, like th- then he clamped him up and you can give him finals. But he had like almost a 30 point yeah. triple double 
He's, yeah, he still averaged like thirty, bro. I'm sorry, like. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I, the 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 reason I ask is because I have a stat here. Uh, Stephen Curry, uh, has won nine of his last ten finals games with Kevin Durant on his team. He has lost eight of his last nine finals games without Kevin. Really. Durant, including six, including six straight losses at home. Damn. So uh, does that count tonight? Does that count tonight? Probably. If even if it doesn't, like still. Um, I, I don't know. That's such a tough one. Yep. I, my stance is that they both needed each other equally, and it shouldn't be like this big of a debate because it's like. Yeah, I think they needed each other equally because. Uh, the Cavs were injured to shit in 2015. Wasn't like K- yeah. uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie out that year? Was that the year they were both hurt? Yes, yeah. and then they were both healthy in the next season and won. And then KD came. So, really, I'd say it's pretty even, especially if the Warriors lose. I'm going to go ahead and say that this series is going to define Stephen Curry's legacy. This is the legacy series? Yes, this is <laughs> this is his legacy series. I'm sorry. And I know he's uh he has three rings or like whatever. He's, he's still a first ballot at, Hall of like, Famer. Yeah, he's like he's mm-hmm. I'd say he's like top 15 all time. Like but this is the biggest series Stephen Curry will ever play in. Because everyone knew that they were going to beat the Cavs after KD showed up. Everyone knew that. Like they, Nobody stood a chance. Yeah. And then, you know, 2015, you can get into injury talks. I'm not, I'll leave that one alone. But Will you put Curry above Magic if he wins a finals MVP this year? No. No? I think no. I would. I, I probably would. I don't know, man. I, like, <laughs> Magic I, I don't like, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that because we I didn't get to watch Magic, so not like. Yeah, let's not get into uh, <laughs> that's that, that's a bit of a let, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. For now, Magic is ahead. Um, yeah. But one thing I, I wanted to say is that they were crowning Curry already like Finals MVP in the first half, which if you look at the box score, yeah, he had thirty four, whatever. But the way he just went dead silent in the second half. No, yeah, like, he, uh, let's see, I think in the first quarter, he was, he had 21, he had, he was six of eight and like nine of 11 from the field, right? In the first quarter mm-hmm. yeah. for 21 points, he finished the game with 34 points on seven of 14 and 12 of 25 from the field. So he, after the first quarter shot one of six from three and three of 12 from the field after the first quarter. So, yeah. uh, hey, guys. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, the the game didn't end after the first quarter. So. <laughs> this, is gonna become a, this is going to become a, a Stephen Curry hate podcast, kind of like how we hate Tyler Hero. <laughs> it's not even – it's not even – bro, like, <laughs> Steph is one of my favorite players. I'm not – he's one of my top five favorite players in the league. I love Steph. He like he literally is the one like other than book, he's like the one who made me love basketball. So or actually, uh, 
I'll say Steph is the one who got me into basketball and Book is the one who made me love basketball, but you get the point. Right. Like, Steph is one of my favorites. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, slander him if I don't feel like it's deserved. The man was mid today. His his stat line was not mid, but he was very mid today. In fact, I, I might tweet that shit. I might tweet <laughs> about his shooting percentages after the first quarter because – that's crazy. And he also he had a couple of like really bad fouls, or like a couple of turnovers that were just like, I don't know, like what he, I don't know what he was. Doing. I hate because I was I was thinking about this during the game. These older, not I wouldn't even say older, just like because Stephen Stephen Curry isn't old yet. What is he like thirty three, thirty four, something like that? Yeah, I think yeah, thirty four. Their transition on defense is so bad. Like his LeBron's, like just people like that. Like I think it was probably last like three minutes of the game. He uh he missed a he missed a three, and just started like looking at Steve Kerr, just walking walking away, like as Boston is transitioning to go like to go score. And it just that irritates me so much. I hate that. I don't know why it irks me so much. But yeah. like, get your ass back on defense, even if you're guarding fucking Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> get back. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, I'm writing up my tweet. <laughs> He's gonna put it in his <laughs> drafts before. Drafts. I'm tweeting it right now. I'm tweeting it while it's hot. <laughs> uh, so he was he was six of eight from three, right, and then like seven of nine overall. I Curry? think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Let's see. I don't remember it from Har. I wasn't. I didn't analyze the box score yet. I need to get this tweet out, man. So he had uh, 13, 13 points. I don't know, but one three pointer in the whole second half is terrible. That's that's how you lose momentum. Yeah. Facts. So and that's went, why went... Marcus Smart oh, Marcus Smart had a huge fourth quarter. Uh he didn't play actually like a little bit like he sat for longer than I thought he would. But as soon as he came in, he hit like two threes and got an assist right away. And that was just that like that was really pushing the momentum for them. I'm and curious Al, Al Horford. I'm curious as how next game goes cuz I know they were talking about towards the end of the game. I guess Steph Curry tweaked his ankle on one of the plays. Um, you saw this like, ankle uh, I, did, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. So I wonder during if he's going to be good. huge ankle braces. During the game? I feel like he has to, man. Yeah. Have, I wasn't paying attention. I, 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 like, there was one play where his shoe came off and like they showed his foot. He was wearing like huge ankle braces on both of his feet. Dude, got that yeah, man, man ankles. I, I'm I'm a I'm a fellow I'm a fellow uh, ankle problem haver, man. So I under <laughs> I understand I understand, dude. I've uh, I've sprained I've sprained each ankle like five times. God, it's not fun. I've never I had get an it, Steph. Like it's that. okay. It's all right, Steph. I understand. I wonder if he's just gonna thug it out or if he like actually tweaked it bad towards the end because the finals. You thug it uh, out. I don't regardless. think. I don't think it it was too bad because he was still running around the next play. 
it wasn't yeah he didn't even like he didn't he was... even flinch when it happened yeah like, it, was, it wasn't so something bad. like where he's limping around so should be yeah fine. um so what do we think for game two fellas <sighs> tatum has to come out scoring the ball better because i don't think like you said al horford's not going to shoot six for eight from three um and Derek White's not going to hit five threes next game. If he does, we said that uh, with Dallas, so could be wrong. But the thing is that Tatum was it's taking not... like really good, high quality shots. They just weren't falling. So I do think that he'll be like much, much better next game. But I also don't think we'll get this game from Jalen Brown. It's it's always seems like it's one or the other. You think Jalen Brown will be better or worse? Worse, dude. It's if always, if like, those two. If those two can stop playing, like doing their little their little circus, yeah, like, ring around the rosy shit and just play good at the same time, they are unstoppable. Especially Bro, if, if I, else is contributing. All right. all right, this is here's my problem with fucking Warriors fans. Okay, I tweeted out this the Steph Curry stat line right about how in the last three quarters he was straight dog ass. Can I guess? And I get something? a Warriors, I get a Warriors fan commenting like, he said okay with a question mark, like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Are you kidding me? Like, I thought they were gonna start saying something about book. I don't like. Messing, I, don't, I don't like. I don't like messing with Warriors fans, bro. I'm not trying to get my address on the timeline, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no, like, I that one tweeted. dude. I think his name was like Can't Guard Steph or something like that, and he like, um. With Katie's my goat or whatever, like had his school, yeah, like dude. contacted over his a school. basketball, <laughs> over a basketball debate. They got your whole like your whole family tree contact information. Your whole family tree on Twitter. It's it's not good, bro. Yeah, dude found his principal on Twitter and was like, "Yo, DM me. I gotta tell you something about your student." <laughs> bro, yeah, I did. I had a Warriors fan. I tweeted. Uh, I'm sure you saw. It was like Warriors fourth quarter collapse with a bunch of like smiling emojis, and the Warriors fan in my in my quote retweets was just like just like Devin Booker in CP0 in Game Seven, pussy. Way to deflect, man. <laughs> Stay mad, bro. Stay mad. And I'll I'll shout him out because I actually fuck with this guy. It's uh at dxnaba on Twitter. I actually fuck with him a lot, so I'm just gonna I like I like messing with him a little bit. But yeah, I mean, his reaction is not different than that of the rest of Warriors fans. They're very defensive people. When when yeah. shit doesn't go their way, they absolutely fall apart. They can't handle it. <laughs> They're like, "This is my thing, man." You see all these, like, you see all the. I'm. I know you guys have seen the Warriors fans tweeting about their like two years where they. Uh, missed the playoffs. Oh yeah, they're like like yeah. they were, yeah. like they were in the dumps for like two <laughs> seasons. But then you you turn around and they lose a finals game and they like they act like the most entitled brats basically. <laughs> so I don't know. They're, I'm they're sure so we look used... the same way towards them though. I guarantee you we look the same way when we lose. Um. In their eyes, I, I guarantee I, it's the same. I thing. would say, in a in a half of it, yes, in the way of like we act. I can definitely see that Suns fans were like very acting very entitled and arrogant, but 
we didn't have that contrast of sitting there like asking people to pity us for all of our years but like yeah we never the really final, do that missing we the never... playoffs and stuff the only we time chilling, we ever bro. yeah the only time we ever brought that up is whenever people would get mad about the conference finals uh like airport thing yeah where it's like man we're, we're this is the first time the team's making the finals in like 30 years and we, we're just happy but we're like getting shit on so like yeah, we're happy. We were dog shit for the longest time, but we don't want pity from the years. Like we just want to enjoy what we're doing now. Yeah. But no, we're man. Like son's got to get humbled. I don't know. Uh, my guy B Davis said, uh, "Did y'all talk about Clay and Poole's performances?" Oh, Poole had uh, a we have shitter. Not. Both of them, they were not aggressive at all. And it's it looked like like Clay. You guys, you guys know Clay. He's just always shooting like. Whenever he gets the ball, it looked like today he was deferring a little bit, trying to find Curry because Curry that's, was hot. I was gonna say the same thing. And, he's just he's been looking for Curry a lot. Yeah, and that's that's bad for both of them because then Clay can't start like he can't get a little consistent, and they're just expecting Curry to get the ball. Like you need Clay to shoot and Pool. I don't know Pool. I don't know what he's doing, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that, just that step back three you took that hit the top of the backboard. <laughs> What just, that happened? Yeah, yeah you can a, find a, a clip on Twitter. Platform. I guarantee it. It was it was really funny. That sounds fun. I kind of want to see that. I'll look I, it up later. But it seems like I can't with how Clay has been recently. It seems like the Warriors kind of have the same problem that we do. If if Curry gets locked up or not even locked up, just if he's if he's off, they don't have much shot creation. After yeah. that, like, there's like the, their most consistent player other than him has been Wiggins, and like, yeah, Wiggins will give you like 20 25, but you need more than that in the in the NBA finals, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick, I think I'm gonna stick with my prediction for now, Warriors and six again, not what I want. I'd be very happy to be wrong. Um, but I'm going to stick with it for now. Um, just because I know for a fact, Draymond is probably going to play better, not necessarily like offensively, but just as like the floor general and like as a, as the defender, I think he'll have a better, he'll play better. He had a lot of dumb fouls, especially he was aggressive today. On offense, he was pretty aggressive. He took a lot of shots. It felt like I facts. Nah, if I'm a Warriors fan, I never want to see Draymond take twelve shots in a game ever again, bro. Draymond needs a Draymond needs a shot limit. There's no universe yeah. where Draymond should be taking twelve shots and Clay is taking fourteen. It shouldn't yeah. happen. Wiggins should not be taking more shots than Clay either. That's the base. Like Wiggins, Wiggins shots are more like in the flow of the game. Like you know, he'll be like I said earlier, like fast breaks and like all that kind of stuff. Clay is just like, seems like he's forced. He forces it a lot. Yeah. But it is Clay Thompson, so that's what he does like, now. You know, yeah, they don't. They I feel like Warriors fans don't mind. The Warriors organization doesn't mind him shooting. So he needs to. I th- I feel like next game he'll get at least like eighteen, nineteen. It looks shots like off. they need to give Otto Porter some more shots because dude just was, can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was great. No, I guarantee. Today. I guarantee he goes like one of five next game. Bro. <laughs> all of his he went four. He shot four or five, and all of them were from three. So. Yeah, and there a lot of them were wide open. Otto Porterman, I'm always gonna have PTSD from the Christmas. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that was crazy. I, I can't believe I, I literally watched. I literally watched with my with my own two eyes. Otto Porter put the game away with middies. <laughs> I'm literally sitting there watching, like, bro, what the actual fuck is this? Are you kidding? Like, are you serious, bro? But now I'm off that. I can't talk about that. I, I always <laughs> wonder, like, if we beat the Warriors that night, how long our win streak would have been. I don't know. It's a I don't know. That's, that's a very, very <laughs> a big complicated what if. hypothetical. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> what if, but... I think... I kind of think that that Christmas game had more of an effect on this team than we realized. Because I think that was the first that was, I think that was the first instance we saw of the Suns going into the game expecting to win and kind of not taking it seriously and then getting kicked in the mouth. Yeah, I think that was the first time we saw that this season. I think that probably should that was, that was foreshadowing, bro. We should have seen it from the beginning, but I think if, and that was the first case of. Us that's this season basically seeing that we have no shot creators in the team because Booker was having a tough game. Chris Paul was doing nothing. I think Aiden had a pretty good game, but it was like McKeel did nothing. Cam Johnson did nothing. It was just it was one of those games. It, it was it was definitely foreshadowing what was gonna happen. That's why I like we can transition over to Da now, but that's why I like that Hornets trade because Miles Bridges can he can take some of that load off. Definitely, he's only he's only getting better. His jump this year was insane. My thing with um, Bridges, Miles, anyway, <laughs> um, I it, it's crazy. I feel like if you just combined Miles and Mikel, you have a superstar. So maybe it's a good idea to pair them up. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the, those what two. The, uh, what was the rest of the trade? I didn't. Uh, I don't remember. Um, was it, it, was, PJ, it was Miles uh, Bridges, PJ Washington, and wasn't it like three first round picks. There's three first. There's round three picks first there. round picks. Which, hey, gladly, because God for I swear to God, first of all, if they use any of those fucking picks, <laughs> I am gonna lose my, my mind. They better yeah. not use any dude. Any picks we get in a DA trade need to immediately be flipped for a star. Yeah, like right off the bat. Yeah. Three, that's especially why, three first round picks. That's okay, why. Okay, so will take that right now, bro, for Shea. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Um, <laughs> that's why. Uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Don't let Thunder Film review you say that or Thunder Chats. <laughs> yeah, don't let. Don't let. Yeah. Um, oh my God, that was funny. But that's why I'm leaning towards that uh, that that Hornets trade because. Those three, and I like that trade more than the Pacers one. Yeah, me too. But just for the yeah. the simple fact of, it's very, very. I think with three first round, with three extra first round picks, it becomes a lot easier to go get you like any anybody really like. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw that thread that the Celtics fan made about trading Chris Paul for Westbrook. I uh, I kind of I kind of agree with him, bro. I don't, I I've been saying that for a while. I wouldn't completely mind that. Like as long as he understands his role, I do not care. Well, his role because would be here's... score, and that's what we need. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that would be better than I I really okay. I'm not going to say he's a better fit than Chris Paul because he's obviously not. But for the, the purpose of the team, and he made the point of uh, the uh, the 2023 free agent class is insane. So, unfortunately for the Suns, you probably have to just take a season next season and just be like, all right, we're probably like, we're probably going to lose again. But we're we're just we're biding our time and waiting until we can get that real second star to pair with Devin Booker because especially if all this KD talk doesn't happen, that I mean, because who knows right now? Right. Well, but I don't I I don't hate the idea of one. I don't want Chris Paul, man. I really don't want Chris Paul anymore. I just don't. Yeah, and I can I'm live. Off, I'm off the train. Plus, um, a Westbrook season would would give us some great content. Um, and who knows? Maybe maybe it actually goes well with Westbrook. Right. Who knows? So Rob said he's the dude who we had on the podcast not too long ago. That Miles Bridges isn't a shot creator. He's he's not. But one, he's he's going to be a better shot creator than Chris Paul. He's gonna actually yeah. look for shots, and and two, he's he's he can give you that twenty a night, where twenty a night if on Fanduel you go to twenty a night for or twenty for Chris Paul it's like plus five hundred, that shit does not happen often. Product Fanduel and, and we need some type <laughs> of scoring. But the reason I I after thinking I was I just thought of this now Bridges is gonna want a lot of money, so. If, is he an expire? When does he is? When does I'm pretty sure expire? he expires this year. I'm pretty sure he's uh, unrestricted this year, or he may be restricted. Either way, if if we trade, there's him, no we're probably way. Paying he, him. Actually, he probably is restricted now that I think about it. So we would be able to retain him very easily if that would happen. But he's gonna want money. Like after this last season, he's gonna be. I'm pretty sure he's gonna want a max. I would not doubt it. And if we're there's no reason to pay. Miles I'm not Bridges paying Miles max. Bridges on max. There's no reason to <laughs> trade for Miles Bridges on a max if we're not going to pay DA. So, facts. Yeah. But all all I'm saying is if we get into if we get a late first round pick, I want to keep one and draft Kennedy Chandler. I've been talking about it on Twitter for a <laughs> couple, for like a couple weeks now. He's like my favorite like low key prospect. He'll fit perfectly on the Suns, and that's our point guard of the future right there. Get rid of Chris Paul and get another star. That's that's my that's my take. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it, but I do I do want to I do want to talk about uh, and I know you need you wanted to keep it a little short today, Armin. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll keep it I'll keep it brief. But before we before we end things, I want to just and we can discuss it if you guys want to. I'm sure the most of the discourse has already happened, but I want to just call attention to. 
And you know what? Fuck it. I'll 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 I'll, I'll drop his name. It's a it's a verified reporter, but fuck it. Um, I have no clue what you're talking about either. I haven't really been on Twitter these last like three or four days, so I have okay, no clue so, what you're talking about. So, uh, Suns Suns beat reporter um, Evan Sittery, I think is how you say it. Um, has has released two like just god awful articles, essentially like hit pieces on DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> This is the Suns reporter, by the way. Um, the first one was a list of the percentage of field goals that were assisted on this season. Oh, I did see that. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Where, yeah, where he just takes these stats completely out of context and uses it to build a case against DeAndre Ayton for some godforsaken reason. Why? Are, why? Have you ever seen any other team have like their reporters putting out hit pieces on a player to try and get them gone. That's cause that's what's happening. I'm sorry. You can't convince me otherwise. It's got to probably be more for clicks rather than get them gone. It's got to just be, and they're trying to, they're trying to make them look like they're trying to boost up Chris Paul. Cause he's getting a lot of hate. Obviously they're trying to make it look like Deandre Aiden's getting spoon fed by Chris Paul, which we know is not true. Yeah, but the other, the one that I had a big problem with was, uh, and I'll read it word for word. Um, excuse me. JaVel McGee. Let me repeat. JaVel McGee put up nearly identical numbers to DeAndre and on a per 36 basis. So many. <laughs> things are dude like this is an absolute travesty of basketball reporting i'm sorry this is awful this is so fucking bad and it makes me really upset like how are you gonna compare per 36 stats deandre ayton already plays 30 minutes a game like are you and javel got played off the court in the playoffs are we like there's uh, dude it actually is like making me so upset that yeah this is even like and I tweeted this here. I'll pull up. I'll pull up exactly what I said. So just to touch on that, my opinion with per thirty six is I think you can compare players with that depending on the scenario. Like it needs to be I mean, in it, the right the context. Are, yeah, yeah. If the minutes are that that lopsided, I don't think you sh- you can compare. It. Or I think it's better. I don't even think it's a good way to compare. I think it's just a good way to see where a player is at, a bench player is at. Like yeah. Yeah, I bet if you look at like Cameron Payne's per thirty six from the playoffs last year, he looked probably amazing. But he was like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say you can't make an ass. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely of... with with context, it look it looks good. But it's like every, everyone that watches one minute of basketball knows that Javale McGee, if you put him in a thirty minute role, he's literally not. He's getting played off the court every time. Dude, and I just and uh, I don't how many. Javel, I'm gonna pull up how many minutes he played just for uh, for shits and giggles. He played 16 minutes a game, bro. So you're doubling his stats. <laughs> Double all the his bat. stats. You are you are more than doubling his minute product, like his minutes. Or I guess it's not like more than doubling. It's pretty much just doubling it. But you're doubling Javel McGee's minute production, whereas Aiton 
is already playing 30 minutes a game. Like, no shit. No shit, man. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. And JaVale's not playing against the other team starters. He's played against their bench unit. He's playing against their bench unit. I guarantee you, I guarantee JaVale also plays the majority of his minutes with Chris Paul on the court. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah. JaVale McGee's assisted field goal percentage is probably higher. It's probably 100%. And it's all from Chris Paul. So that just really irks me. I, I really cannot stand the fact that we're sitting here and trying to imply that JaVale is better than DA. People, we've talked about this a hundred thousand times on this podcast at this point. People are not ready for the drop-off in play quality. I don't give a fuck how how Aiton's effort is. 50% of Aiton is better than 100% of most other centers in this league. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think these uh, Aiton deniers are ready for the absolute drop-off in production that's going to happen from this team when DA is gone. I don't think they understand at all. They just yeah, that, see... That I, side like, of Sun's Twitter is awful. Like that hey. one dude I was arguing with and, the other day, Isaac. You remember that dude? I think you replied to my tweet. Um, remind me. He had he oh, that, has a whole D-Book account hating on... Yeah, yeah with, the, with, the dog, with the dog profile oh, yeah. picture, right? Yeah. Like, yes. idiot. <laughs> I got into it with him too. What is that? He's a DA defender too. That's insane. He's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. See, I'm sorry, bro. It's just I don't know, man. I want to keep and DA, I, but I'm at the he point was set now, up for this the second. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm at the point now where I I don't know if I want to give him a max. I want to keep him, but I don't know if I want. I'm keep giving him, him the max. max. I am giving him a max contract before I'm trading him. Yeah. Because I, you are yeah. not, yeah. you are not, no matter, unless it's Kevin Durant, the off chance it's Kevin Durant, a DA trade does not make this team better. It just doesn't. Nope. There's no yep. trade that is realistic that makes the Suns better. That no, no matter what, the Suns are getting worse this off season. The, 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 yep. the biggest I, problem I, is... I want to keep them. Yeah, the biggest problem is is he's he's only getting better, and I think a lot of people who don't want to pay him don't want to pay him because they're not thinking about potential at all. They're just they're just thinking about his. Yeah, he's a twenty three year old, and they're judging him based off his last two years when he was twenty one and twenty twenty two. I mean, where what is what is Aiton's usage rate? By the way, do we have a way to check that? I really am like. Cause what if, would your guess you be? Imagine... I'll look it up right now. What would your guess be? It's definitely like under fifty percent. I oh, guess easily. in the thirties. Or wait, I I'm guess I don't know like, what's 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 high for a usage percent. I guess. I think Lucas is like what, like 70, 80, something like that. I don't know. Uh, let me pull up stats. I think Devin. I thought I thought Devin Booker's usage rate was like fifty. So I think DeAndre is at like. Look up Devin Booker's usage like, rate, and then and then look. Guess what Aiton's would be? Because I have Aiton's pulled up. I'm guessing it's like twenty. Maybe, probably, okay, probably just, so Devin Booker, uh, 31.9 usage percentage. So I'm well, going to guess 31. EA. Well, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to get Lucas so we can get a, have an extreme, like, so we can get an idea of like what's high. Are we talking, we're talking just regular season, right? 
Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just using like stat. Okay, so. okay. It'll be regular. Luca. Okay, so Luca's usage was 37.3, and that's that's gotta be like high. So I'll pull look, up I'll pull up Jokic's for one more, just so we can get a good idea. Oh, I don't know why I said 70. I was th- I was thinking of something else. And yeah, damn, Jokic's was 31.8. Okay, so I'm gonna guess Da's is under 15. So Luca's last year was Nine. 39, which was the third highest in an, an entire season. Oh my god, DA's has got to be like 5%. It's 21. I think it's like 9. No chance! He has a 21. What's Chris Paul's? Let's see. No way. Chris Paul's is 22.6. That's disgusting. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, that I'm, that, I'm, that, I that answers tweet. every question I had. I saw a tweet, I think this morning or yesterday, saying that like, Obviously, we want to keep DeAndre, but if he doesn't want to stay, we should like you know we should let him go, just because the way, especially because like the guy you said that reporter and stuff, you could tell they he probably knows that like fifty percent of his fan base doesn't want him here, and it sucks that that's like a representation. I just I've been made aware that this is a pattern with Arizona sports over the last like twenty years. Of like trading young talent for old washed stars, guys. I said it before: the Suns are screwed without Aiden, because you're like, like I've always said, you're not getting a center that's better than him. I would take fifty percent of DeAndre Aiden. Like I said earlier, I would take fifty percent of DeAndre Aiden over a hundred percent of most centers in this league. Right, like I agree. It's, it's not more, even close. He's an arguably top five us. center. Yeah. It's more valuable for us right now to trade Chris Paul. Because whatever we get in return, we have a chance of that being, a high chance of that being more than what he's offering to us. Literally. And, and this, that, uh, sorry to cut you off. I really want to get this point across and I'll let you finish. But, um, I lost, damn, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the I think the Chris Paul for a Westbrook trade makes a lot of sense, especially if you'd retain DA because their players have a history of having amazing, like their best statistical seasons playing next to Chris Paul. Look at Paul George. Look at uh, Bradley Beal. Look at James freaking Harden. Like players are known for having very like amazing statistical seasons next to Westbrook. So you get you have a season. You know you're not going to win with Westbrook. So you just book yeah. goes crazy. DA can turn into season. There you go. You have DA can DA can make that shift into a second option. But uh yeah, my computer's at ten percent. I'm literally about to like it's gonna die like literally any second now. So let's look <laughs> with uh, uh let's let's uh start wrapping last, it up. Last point okay I wanna make guys. up yeah, last point I wanna make is the whole paying DA thing, like I said. I don't think there's any point in paying a center a max if you're not Jokic or Embiid right now. Honestly. So, like, you're not... Those are the only two centers that deserve a max. Because the center is such... I don't want to say it's useless, but... Yeah, relative relative to, like, their skill, you yeah, are correct. Yeah, So it's yeah. like, I'd, I would rather have, like, a, let, let's let me think of... I don't know. Some but, let's think of like uh, 
the way the league is shifting now though it's it's more favored to forwards and centers i mean i get there's two two three centers but like it's really going in the direction of big men like you know Giannis. but like you know, skilled whatever. big men like yeah skilled yeah yeah like yeah deandre and <laughs> i think that deandre has potential but like it's still so much room to grow he's 23 years old we've already seen how we've already seen his generational touch around the rim his mid-range shot is literally unstoppable it's just da uh, doesn't put the ball on the floor and create for other people which is what those other centers and forwards do but yeah, all right guys i can't... got i'm sorry to cut you off i got three <laughs> minutes of battery left so <laughs> you're good let's just I'm wrap gonna, it up i'm you gonna hit the, hit the... i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the outro yeah. man um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball Podcast. You can follow us on all social media at WKB Podcast. You can find me on all social media at Mikel Bridge. Brandon, you want to plug anything? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Arian? Follow me on Twitter at ArianS19. All right. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace out. All right, man. Got to plug the vision. <laughs> Good talks, good talks. I'll see you guys. Uh... All right, peace out, man. See you, bro. Thank mm-hmm. you.